Welcome to Making the Leap, the podcast for women who are ready to jump into their future and make those lady boss business dreams come true with your host, me, Rachel Perry, fellow female entrepreneur, wife, mom, and your personal business building guru. This is where we get real and talk about all the things you need to kick some serious entrepreneurial booty from overcoming limiting beliefs to sharing the specific strategies I've used to not only build a direct sales business, but also my own online business from the ground up. I've got you covered, girl. I'm going to be your new BFF when it comes to balancing life, momming, and your direct sales business with poise, peace of mind, and of course, the power of a good set of fake eyelashes. Forget all the stories you've been told and the choices you've been given. You can have it all, and I'm going to show you how. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Making the Leap. This week, we are going to be talking about how to recession-proof your business. I know, I know, it's not a fun topic, but it's a necessary topic with the craziness that is happening in the world with the coronavirus. Many people are saying this is going to lead into a recession, so rather than shoving our heads under the covers and pretending it's not happening, I wanted to share with you three tips on how you can recession-proof your business so that if we do go into a recession, your business will not be affected. So let's get started. Okay, recession-proofing your business. What? I can't believe we're even talking about this. But you know what? I just have been feeling like I need to share this information because it's so important. A wise business owner is someone who looks ahead and doesn't look back and starts coming up with ways that they can prep their business for times when this happens. Because you know what? Recessions come and go. They do, you guys. A recession is not the end of the world. It just means that people are going to be cutting back. And it's sad because some bigger businesses sometimes have to lay people off. They And with the coronavirus, everything is shutting down. I don't know what, where you live, but here we haven't done anything shutting down yet, nothing like that. But schools were just announced that they are closing on Monday so that they can prepare for the likely event that they'll have to close schools and kids will have to work from home. So I love that idea, honestly, because I love having my kids home, (laughs) even though I can't work very much. I just love having them near me. But it is kind of crazy, you know, like people, there are people that are freaking out over it. There's, There's kind of a hysteria that's happening. And while it really is a serious, serious topic or serious, not topic, but serious issue, washing your hands, this this virus is spreading very rapidly, I think, which is the biggest concern. And people who have underlying health conditions, especially the elderly, it's a real concern. And if you have parents who are over the age of 65 or 70, like me, you really, that is something that I'm thinking about. Now, my as I'm saying this, my parents are actually traveling internationally. They're in the UK. But my in-laws, you know, they also have issues. So it is a concern right? And we just have to be smart about these things. But I'm not going to talk to you about the coronavirus because like, we hear about the coronavirus all the time. What I am going to talk to you guys about is setting up your business to be recession-proof, okay? Now, I have to share with you that in all my years of coaching direct sellers, something that I have discovered is that many of you are in debt. And you're not in debt 
because your child is in college or because you are, you know, spending beyond your means or things like that. But do you actually have debt because you're buying so much of your product? And I totally get this. When I was a jeweler, when I were I was with Premier Designs, I loved my product so much that every time they came up with the new stuff, I would justify buying more. And if I wasn't doing parties or I wasn't making the money, then I was just creating this debt, right? And some companies, some direct sales companies require you to keep inventory. So I realized that this is a super hard concept, okay? Because if you have to have inventory, you have to have inventory. And sometimes you have to buy more inventory before you can sell it, right? Before you can make money. So I just want you to be wise about it. So I want you to think about these things before you place your orders. Like, is this something that you really need? Is this a top seller? If you sell off your table or out of your house or wherever you sell, think about that. Are these top sellers? Is this something that is going to resonate with my ideal customer? Okay. If you don't have inventory and you want the new products, consider selling those products off your table at a sample sale or an open house or something so that you can then use that money to put towards new product. Don't just buy new product before you sell the product you already have, okay? Because that's how you get stuck in debt. And then when you just have so much product and you're in debt, it's gonna make it that much harder to pay it off because then you're not making a profit. You have to pay off your debt before you make the profit. So you need to be really wise about your decisions, okay? It's so easy to fall into this trap of buying more product because we love the product that we sell, right? I mean, that's why you are doing what you do because you are in love with the products that you sell. But my friends, I implore you (laughs) to really, really, really Think about what you're purchasing. Think about how much you're in debt already. And if you are in debt, start selling product off your table before you buy more. And when I say selling it off your table, it's just a term. It just means selling your product, selling your samples, okay? And you can sell your samples at a discount. That's what I used to do. And you know what? With the coronavirus going crazy, people might be less likely to come and come to your house or to go out and about. So why not do an online sample sale? You can open up. I had a group. It was my sample sale group. I personally invited people to join. I did a live. I told them about it. I said, if you want want to join, comment below. I'll give you an invitation. And then I started, I literally, it was like I was selling my product in this closed group. And I've done it a couple of different ways. You can do an auction let them see the products beforehand, pictures of them, and then they can bid on them. Or you can just name a price. And then the first person to buy it or the first person to say, I want it, it's theirs. And then you invoice them. If you guys want more information on how to hold a sample sale or how to run an auction online, like in Facebook groups, just go ahead and message me and I will definitely do something on that. Because if that's something that you guys want, then I'm going to help you, okay? But I just need you guys to tell me what you want so that I can give it to you. Sound good? (laughs) Okay, so the second way to recession-proof your business, y'all, is to be different. Yeah, is to stand out. You need to figure out a way 
or what, not a way, but you need to figure out what makes you different. Like what makes you different? This is something that I share a lot in my Wealth and Worth Builders membership. I encourage these ladies to really figure out what makes them unique. And the reason for that is because when you stand out in your industry, you are going to be more successful than the cookie cutter direct sellers. Sharing the same company image, sharing the same company post, doing the same exact thing over and over again does not make you stand out. What makes you stand out is doing something different. So here's an idea. Here's how to do that. First of all, I want you to identify what it is that makes you different, okay? Maybe it is how you share your product. Maybe it's the service that you offer to people. Actually, that's the big one. I want you to think about the service that you can offer your customers. I'm not talking customer service, okay? How do you serve your customers? What is the problem that your customers have that you can solve for them? For example, maybe your issue, maybe your customer's problem is that they don't have time to meal prep and they are so frustrated because they know that they need to give their family healthy meals but they just don't have time because they're running their kids back and forth. They just don't have time to do meal prep. And maybe your product, what you do is show people how to do that using your product, okay? That is what makes you different. You stand out. If you're showing them how you help them, how you can serve them, that makes you stand out more than the person who's like, hey, yeah, so I sell Tupperware or I sell Pampered Chef or I sell Epicure. Like that's not what who you are. That's not what makes you different. You happen to be selling this product, but what is the service that you offer? And every person in your company is not offering the same service. Okay? For example, here's another example. Let's say you sell 31. Some of you I have talked to, actually, I'm going to brag on some of my girls in the membership. So I have quite a few ladies in there who sell 31. And one of them, her name is Patricia. She was actually um, in my six weeks to solid coaching program as well. And Patricia, her ideal customer or customers are grannies. She's like, we're grannies, and we just want to buy gifts for our families and for people, and we also just want to know how, like, we just, we're all grannies, and we just love to hang out, and we love to, you know, talk about our our grandkids, and we, our life is different, right? They're retired. They're not necessarily concerned about organizing things, but they are concerned about being good grannies, Right? So she has to get togethers and she'll help them with gift guides. She gives them different ways that they can do fun things with their grandkids, their families. She That's how she builds her business, okay? Because she knows who her ideal customer is and she knows what grannies want, okay? I do not know what grannies want except to see their grandchildren. I mean, right? <laughs> My mom is like, when am I going to see my grandbabies again? And I'm like, what? She actually doesn't call them grandbabies. I don't know why I just said that word. But she wants to see them all the time. That's what grannies want. But Patricia has tapped into that and knows that there are ways. For example, when they had the kids come over to to a granny their granny's house, the granny usually has lots of toys, right? Well, what a great way to store the toys than to put them in 31 totes or 31 boxes. 
or cubes. I know I'm not using the right, the right names. Okay. That's one way. Now, then we have another, another 31 consultant who is focused on organization. Okay. Dina, her ideal customer are moms of young children. That's a very different ideal customer than grannies, right? And so she, her passion is helping these young moms organize their lives because it's chaos when you have young kids. Y'all, she has five children, five children. (laughs) Yeah. And they're all young. Okay. I think they're like all under 12, maybe. And she actually did the coaching, the six weeks to solid coaching program last year, pregnant, like literally nine months pregnant. And she rocked it out. But that's her target market. So the service that she's offering is that she's helping moms organize their lives. And does she use 31 products to share with them how to do it? Yeah, but she also shows them other techniques as well. It's not just about her product. It's about the service, okay? So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the service that you can offer your ideal customer and how that is unique, how that is different. Because when you tap into that, that's going to make you stand out in your industry. That's going to make you stand out big time, and people are going to be drawn to that. Something that I'm talking about, too, is as far as making yourself stand out is email. I know. What? did I mean, I know. And I keep joking when I say that, like, no, I'm not stuck in 1995. But email really is a t- like the number one marketing tool for small businesses. Yet so many direct sellers don't use it properly. And by properly, I mean using it in a way that's personalized and that is adding value. Yesterday on one of my lives on my Facebook page, I talked about how we delete so many of our emails, right? We delete so many of our emails because there's no value to them. There's no good content. And you guys can be standing out in with your audience by sending emails with valuable content. Let's go back to that meal prep issue. There could be emails that are sent out that give tips and tricks on meal prepping every week with recipes included. Y'all, that is value. That is not being salesy. That is not selling your product. It's sharing yourself and your service, and that makes you stand out, okay? It's building that know, like, and trust factor that I talk about all the time. When someone knows you, when they like you, and when they trust you, they're going to be a customer forever, okay? So I want you to think about that. Think about adding content, valuable content to your customers' lives beyond your product. Because I have to tell you, when you get clear on what your offer is, that's going to make you stand out. And I am not saying your offer is your product. You guys, your offer is not your product. I know it's so weird. Like that doesn't even, that doesn't sound right. Because of course you're selling your product. But what you offer is so much more than that. When you tap into that and you realize that the service that you offer is the valuable content that is going to make you stand out. So I really challenge you to think about the service that you offer your customers, okay? Because that is going to make you unique and get out of that rat race of it just being sell, 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 okay? Because when you make yourself unique, you stand out, your business is going to grow in all areas. Okay, and then the final way that you can recession-proof your business, this is a no-brainer, is share your business, y'all. 
Share, 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 share. You guys, there is no better time to grow your business than a during a recession or pre-recession because people need money, right? And it doesn't usually cost very much to start a direct sales business, which is what's so attractive. So the more you share your business, the more you share the opportunity, the more likely you are to grow a team because there are people out there who have been laid off, who have no income coming in and they need some help. They need to start a little business. I read an article on, you know, just recession proofing and everything. And there was one story about a lady who she had been laid off and uh, from her job. And so she started her, she started a direct sales business. I don't know what direct sales business it was. I think actually it was beauty products. And she decided that this is what she needed to give a go because she really had no other options at that moment. No one was hiring because of the recession. So she needed to figure something out. So I don't know if she was at a party or what happened, but she then decided to start her own, started her direct sales business. And she ended up realizing that she loved being an entrepreneur and it just started opening up the doors to her growing her, not only her direct sales business, but she also started another business, a non-direct sales business. So that's the beauty of this, you guys, is that there's such an opportunity during right before a recession because people are getting uncomfortable. They're getting worried. They want backup. And the way that you do that is to share your business, you guys, because you have an opportunity that people need, right? And I know there are haters out there that are like, oh my gosh, direct sales is such a pyramid scheme. It's all, you know, baloney, but that's not true. And you know that, and I know that. There is potential in having and growing a direct sales business. There just is, okay? Now, it's the way you do it that matters. So if you're spammy, salesy, annoying, bugging people, like, no, that is not how you grow a business. But if you're genuinely building those relationships and those connections and you're thinking about what makes you unique, remember? Like, what services you have to offer your customers? Like, what a gift that is. What a gift that is. You know, we get so much. It feels good to serve other people, doesn't it? Not just sell your product. It feels good to serve other people. And you're serving other people when you share your business opportunity. And I know that that's uncomfortable for some of you. I know because I was there. But I'm here to encourage you and let you know that you need to share your business. You need to not be afraid of that no. Because listen, sister, that no, it doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean that you're worthless. It doesn't mean you suck. All it means is not right now. And here's another thing I want to tell you. Everyone out there, they're not your ideal recruit. They're not necessarily designed for this business of yours. Your business is not for everyone. And the beauty of the no, you guys, is that that just shows you, okay, well, great. You know, you don't want someone who doesn't want to be in it. You don't want someone who's not meant to be on, on your team, right? I always think about it like this. We're looking for a new house and we're being really, really picky. We want to stay in our neighborhood. We we want to have 
this sounds so ridiculous in first world problems, but if we move, we want to make sure that the girls have a bathroom to share and my son, or there are enough bathrooms. And the reason for this is because my kids are getting older. My kids are getting older. You guys, my 13-year-old is huge. And this and the bathroom that we have right now is tiny. And it's like, they can't all be in there. Not that they should all be there at the same time, but if they're brushing their teeth, it's like a fight every time. So anyway, we're only moving if, if the right house opens up for us. And so we're being very, very picky. Now, the same goes for when you are sharing your business. You guys, did you know you don't have to sponsor everyone who comes your way? You can be picky. If you want to have a motivated team, you got to make sure you're sharing your business with motivated people, okay? You are going to be able to tell who is going to be a good team member and who's not. And I'm not saying that you're like, no, actually, I don't like you, so I'm not going to sign you up. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is if someone says no, it's okay. It just means they're not the right person for you or it just means not yet, okay? You don't want people on your team that don't want to be on your team, right? So just think about it like that. Don't be afraid and take the risk. Make that leap. Start sharing your business if you haven't done it before. Keep sharing your business if you have. Don't be afraid because you have an opportunity that other people will benefit from, especially in this time of almost recession. You guys, listen, I am having, I am running an email marketing workshop next Thursday, Thursday. I'm just kidding about that. It's Wednesday, March 18th at 7 p.m. You can sign up for that at Rachel A. Perry forward slash email. It is going to be a live workshop. So I'm going to be teaching you how to use email to be this incredible tool, how to nurture your audience, how to grow your audience, how to create a freebie so that people sign up for your list. I'm going to give you templates for those freebies. I'm going to give you everything you need to know to run a successful email campaign, which turns into money, y'all. When you're able to nurture your audience through email, it does turn into money. I'm telling you what. So if you're interested in that, again, it's Rachel A. Perry forward slash email. You guys, I'm so delighted that you are on this journey with me. I believe in you. I believe in you so much, and I know that you can be successful. And I want you to tune out all those haters. I want you to tune out all that negativity you hear about your business and move on forward because you know what? You do you. You do you, girl okay? Because you are awesome. And I love you guys. And I can't wait until next week. See you. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of Making the Leap. Thank you for joining me today, you guys. And hey, listen, if you love today's episode and think your downline, upline, or even your sideline might benefit from it, or even the podcast, send them a link, share this episode, or screenshot it and share it on Instagram and tag me at Rachel A. Perry. I'd truly be so honored. And hey, listen, if you haven't already, come and hang out with me over on the gram, where I share all kinds of craziness and free resources to help you make the leap both in business and in life. Because let's face it, life and business can be hard. So why not get all the help we can? Till next week, my friends.